0: Hey team, welcome to another episode of the Intentional Agribusiness Leader Podcast. The podcast where we actually explore the minds of leaders from all around the agriculture and agribusiness space about what it takes to lead intentionally in this industry today. My friends, if there's some value in here for you today, we ask you to subscribe to the podcast, share this with someone who needs to hear the message of what it takes to be intentional. Let's get into the show. Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Agribusiness Leader Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Mark, and today I'm on with Travis Kraft from Indigo Ag. Super excited to have you here, Travis. Thanks for being on the show. Mark,
1: it's an honor to be here. It's, uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning and I'm uh, I'm blessed to be a part of this uh, this specific podcast and process. So thanks for having me on.
0: Love it, man. Thanks for being here. So let's dive right in. What does it mean for you to be intentional?
1: Intentional is a big word, Mark. <clears throat> it's a broad, it's a broad word. It's a um it's a powerful word as well. And it doesn't matter if um, you know, you're a your husband, you're a father, you're a coach, you're a, a sales leader, your operations leader, it doesn't matter. Um, intentionality in my eyes is, is understanding the goal, understanding what has to be done, but also learning from the mistakes. And then also giving yourself a a, a break if you fail, right? I think that's one of the biggest things is we're all going to fail at this. I fail at it every single day, but the fact that we, we have so many distractions in our lives that, um, intentionality can get thrown out of the window because, you know, there's never a plan A through B. It's always a plan A through C and then Z. So let's frame our minds around, you know, I frame my mind around what are my tasks and then what am I going to have to get done? And then if I get distracted, how do I get back to that one point? Right. And Mm -hmm. it's it's no different than being a husband and taking my wife on a date. Right. Like I know I have to take her to dinner and I have to uh, probably take her to a movie and we have to go do a few other things. Right. But, you know, if something happens in the middle, it's okay. But the fact that we're being intentional about doing that specific act,
0: it's the biggest thing in my mind. Just right. Absol- my mind. Absolutely. absolutely. <clears throat> and and I'll even say that we, we get to, right. We we get to take her to dinner and we get to take her in the movie. <laughs> right. Exactly. right. Just in case she listens in later on. <laughs> <laughs> so you you do bring up an interesting point though, in that distraction is a really heavy player in our day to day. Right. Uh, it's, it's the old Mike Tyson quote that, uh, that says 100%. Every, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. And that's just, that's that, that is the day to day. That's how things tend to go. So when it comes down to it, I think we're still frozen. Yeah, there we go. I, yeah. All right. So you know, when it, when it comes down to it, how do you help your team to deal with those distractions to feel like they're still able to be intentional, even though intentionality sometimes goes out the window when we get in the heat of the battle?
1: Yeah, so so a large part of my outside of work is is youth sports and coaching, and it doesn't matter if they're 7, eight, nine, 10-year-olds or if they're 25 to 75-year-olds, right? There's always something in place that we have to, um, to be a part of and what we have to think about. So, you know, you think about coaching small children they're always going to be looking ahead, right? Like who is this person ahead of me that is doing so much better? How can I make them my idol? How can I, Oh, there's a new shiny bat. Oh wait, there's new baseballs over here. It's like, you know, there, there's things here that everybody's trying to focus around and, and how do you practice like you're going to play and how, you, how are you intentional about staying focused on what's at hand, right? Because if there's no coach there and you think you can do it all yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, I, I have this I had this conversation last night with my son at wrestling. He, he has so much ability. It's almost frustrating, right? But it's just engaging in what the coaches are telling him and, and pushing himself to be intentional in, in the drills, to practice, to the meets, right? And mm-hmm. from a sales side of it, right, you're, you're you're always talking to your folks about what's ahead of you, right? But also, they have to be very guarded in their time. And that's what I tell all of my people is, okay. people are going to want things from you, right? Especially in a larger corporation where they're always wanting some feedback. They're wanting some of these things that um, you know help them think they're going to do their job better. But you have to stay focused on your piece, because if you let off the gas pedal, you're going to go in 150 different directions. So Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do is, is allow them to let me handle those burdens. If you have something happening, push it on me. Let me handle that for you. I give you the air cover so you can stay consistent with what you're doing and the goals that mm-hmm. you have in place, right? And I'm a sales guy too. I get distracted by stuff all the time. And it's so easy to do that because we're all built off and run off of momentum. But yeah. you momentum. get momentum if, unless you're intentional about being purposeful in what you're doing. So-
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of powerful intention to what you're talking about if I'm hearing you right, which is there are there are things that come up, they're unexpected- and that's life right but at the end of the day i mean as the team leader it's sort of my job to try and remove as many of those roadblocks from the 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 people that i lead right we're trying to remove as many of those roadblocks as we possibly can and um <clears throat> when when we do that we allow them to kind of keep that gas pedal down and and we're being intentional about uh, you know about that team uh, or about how that team can go um you know go about their their, their normal day to day or what's expected of them so something that was coming up Travis as, as we were talking about that or as you were talking through that uh, how do you think just because things go off the rails, I make mistakes. Uh, maybe I don't do some. Maybe I don't execute on a task as perfectly as, as I could. Does that make me unintentional, right? Or is that just a mistake? So, one thing that
1: you know, I've had. I have a couple mentors in my life. You know, uh, I, I like to classify them as serial entrepreneurs, right? And I, I found that I'm, I'm part of that group as I get older and I do more within the the community that I live in, but within the industry that we work as well is. I, whenever I hire somebody, I tell them one thing. You will make mistakes. I expect you to make mistakes. I expect you to scuff your nose, chip your teeth. I don't care. But the fact that you're doing it shows me that you're being intentional about getting out and getting things done. And then we can learn from any mistake that we make, learn how not to do it or how to maneuver around it in the future. Because in this business, specifically in ag, Mark, you know, people deal with people. And we're going to make mistakes. It's it's Okay. But that's why people deal with people. Relationships are important, so we have to be intentional about keeping that relationship where it's at. Owning our mistakes, being humble about it, and then figuring out what we got to do better. But i I don't want to I don't want to know about everybody's problems because that doesn't do anybody any good. Let's Let's just learn from it and move forward.
0: Hundred percent, so. man. I think just because we're well intended doesn't mean we're always perfectly executed. Hundred percent. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I can go. I can be intentional about going and getting groceries for my wife, but I'm gonna forget something, right? And she's like, the one thing, the most oddball nonsense thing. She's like, "Where's this?" I went, "Dang it!"
0: Yeah, man, where are the pine nuts? It's always the pine nuts. <laughs> I don't even know where they are in the grocery. It's store. Pine nuts. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what uh, you know, culture is a nice buzzword? A lot of people talk about it. I find a lot of companies don't necessarily execute super intentionally against it so talk to me a little bit about what's your take on building intentional culture so so in my eyes intentional
1: culture it, it doesn't matter the business it doesn't matter the strategy you know I being that I'm involved with sports heavily in all different facets it you you hear that word all the time from you know sports organizations to coaches to how they preach the same message day day after day after day. I mean, there's, I'll I'll give you a really good example. So, you know, the, the football coach here at Kansas state university his his initial culture build was just keep pounding the stone, right? I mean, we have to just keep doing the same thing, but being intentional about understanding that again, back to making mistakes that you have to build that within your team. So it doesn't matter if it's there or if it's within the business a- aspect is, how are you treating people how are you maintaining your level of consistency in that communication how are you being intentional about giving instruction but also just making sure that they know that there is support within the, the organization and from the leader that uh, that they can count on and they can uh they can really lean on in the time of uh in in the time of need so a good example is you know i was on the phone with a with a uh an account manager of mine yesterday and He uh, he's a he's a fantastic individual, but, you know, him and I have a good relationship and he understands that the culture within the business is we got to get things done. But we also need help whenever we need it. And, um, you know, I was on the phone with my boss when he called me and he said, go ahead and take that call. Take as long as you need. I said, don't worry, it'll be about a two minute call. And He goes, why? I said, because that's the culture that I'm building. So called him and it was exactly 57 seconds. We talked about the issue. We solved the issue. He asked the question. I gave him the response. We moved on. So I called my boss back. And he goes, I, mm-hmm. you did it under two, two minutes. I said, I know. That's that's what we want to build here is we want to build a, a level of trust, consistency, and decision-making power that they feel more um, you know, they feel more autonomy to make decisions, but also come to me with help if they need it.
0: Yes. I love that, man. Right. So It, because, it doesn't start
1: easy, but it's as the thing grows, it, it, it really makes sense.
0: hundred percent. I love it because it, it puts you in a powerfully intentional place where you can be there to advise, but not necessarily do the job for them. You've removed the roadblocks. You've given, you've given autonomy. People can make progress. They can make mistakes. They can have wins and successes, but, uh, and it also wins you back your time. And I talked to a lot of really stressed out sales leaders, so that's really cool, man. Like uh, what, what you guys are creating, uh, what you, you know, what, you, what you're creating with your team right there.
1: Mark the uh, the one thing that we all can't afford that there's never enough of is time, mm-hmm. and that always will be the same.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I often joke with people. I said, "Listen, if if uh, suddenly tomorrow by act of Congress we had 26 hour days, what would mm-hmm. you do with the extra two hours?" And most will say. <laughs> I'd find more stuff to put in it. That's <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> I'd find more things to do. Nobody would take time to relax. Nobody you would can't. use that for... Yeah. Right.
1: Like, like, who... Who? I would say uh, I'd probably sneak away for an hour for a nap.
0: <laughs> I... I would like to think that that's true, but I know most of my people and I know that they won't. They're just going to find more ways to put more work in it because that's what we do. <laughs> so, my hope is that once once this the, the idea of intentional leadership gets out there more and uh, they get to hear from people like you, Travis, is that they'll learn like you really can train other people how to treat you. Right? right? And train other people how to treat your time. So when we can, we can jump on, it's a two minute, three minute call, boom, we're done. They're onto their thing. You get back to your thing and it, it gives all of us so much more capacity to be effective. hundred percent. So, all right, man, what's been, what's been the biggest hurdle for you over the course of your career to overcome as a leader?
1: You know, a lot of it has been just, um, Dealing with mistakes of the past, right, where where I wasn't maybe a part of an organization and and trying to rebuild trust that may have been broken and do that not only with a customer, but also with with the sales individual or with an individual that's working very close with me. You know, if decisions weren't made in a timely manner, things fell through the cracks or if uh, a, a deal went south, how do we resurrect that and in, in, in lack of better terms, go back with our hat in our hand, right? Like, hey, we we screwed this up. And how do we make this better? And you know that that's a really hard thing and a stressful thing to do because it's extremely humbling. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's probably the big one of the biggest hurdles is is how to be humble and un- own your mistakes or own mistakes before you, but come with a plan and a solution versus just kicking the can down the road. And you know I, that's that's extremely tough, and especially. You know, to do that, and then on the third level, keep your team's momentum and, and um, attitudes high. You know, knowing they blast shield for a lot of things, but also saying it's going to be okay. This is what's happening. Just keep pushing forward. Keep keep hammering the stone, right? It's it's okay. I've got your support here. or I've got you, and, and you're supported by what I'm going to try to do behind the scenes for you.
0: So that's, that, that's a lot.
1: That's,
0: Pretty heavy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I, I love that you bring up the idea of the, the the hurdle has been learning to own mistakes, right? But then the solution to that is show up with solutions. Don't just kick the can down the road. Hey, and yeah. that we all make them. And, you know, I don't know if you're like me, ma'am, my biggest trigger is letting others down. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing, I get that pit of disappointment in my stomach mm-hmm. when I let someone down. And I just, you know, sometimes you just can't sleep because of it. So, <laughs>
1: But, you know, there's there's also another aspect to that, Mark, is that you you as a person or, or um, you know, as a sales leader, whoever it may be, or as a coach, right, you know that, you know, you've put in the effort, <clears throat> but in the end, it is up to that individual to, to go out and succeed, right? But mm-hmm. you know that in, in the pit of your stomach that there's a really good chance that they won't, but how do you get past that again, right? Like, That's that's what makes it harder to to continue to push forward, push forward, push forward is that, you know, we can all as human beings can only take so many losses. We got to get a win every once in a while. But in the end, it's up to the people that you're working with and it's up to yourself. And and you're exactly right. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm losing a baseball game, a basketball game or a sale. It's going to stick with you. But where where, where did the mistake happen? How do you how do you get better with it and how do you push it forward so that it doesn't happen? again and then teach others to do
0: the same thing yeah you got it man good advice all right hey what's been a big win for you over the course of your career
1: you know I've uh, I've started a, a lot of things in my my career and I wish I would have started a lot earlier on but you know we you know outside of, of indigo we uh, we have a couple other businesses that my wife um, you know we we have successfully started a a honey. A honey business and a beekeeping business. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot in a very saturated market. And it's, Mm -hmm. but it's doing it as, as leading the, the intentionality from a standpoint of, of being different than everybody and, and understanding the market and how you mark, how do you speak to a customer. And, you know, I, I, I pride myself in what we do here from a standpoint of a, of a business, but also just, from a customer service side, from a quality of product side, um, and um, <clears throat> but as as being a biggest win with just creating a product that people want to be a part of, right, and that's on a personal side. And you know, there's a couple other businesses that I'm working on as well, and have have uh, have started. But you know, it's 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 making that customer want to come back, right? Keeping them in yeah. your circle, keeping them in your loop, right? You you've provided enough trust and relationship management that they, that person wants to continue to do business with you. And that's, that's a big deal. And and so a a good example is this, Mark, I've, I've got a, I've got a business that I'm co-founded, I've co-founded here, um, here recently with two other individuals that are uh, in the military. And um, I said, uh, okay, let me, let me just get some perspective here. Let me, let me push this, this concept out to specific individuals within my inner circle, and an inner circle being large growers across the country. And I sent out twelve text messages to some of the folks that uh, I respect as farmers, as businessmen, businesswomen, and and just leaders within their their respective geographies. And of the concept and idea that I threw out there to them, I got twelve text messages back saying, "I want to know more. When can we talk?" So. That, to me, tells me that, you know, I've done a good enough job from a standpoint of relationship management and trust management that these folks, that these these extremely successful individuals want to be a part of a new venture in the future. They don't know anything but a text message, mm-hmm. but they saw enough in what I have helped with in the past from other businesses that they want to be a part of that next wave of, of ingenuity and, um, and opportunity in technology. So that. That's probably one of my biggest, my biggest personal wins, you know, and that's, that's a big deal from a standpoint of, of, of the way that this this industry moves right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about relationship equity, right? As the win. So what, uh, what, you know, pro tips would you give somebody who is either leading a team or maybe just someone starting out that, uh, that would help them to build up that equity so that when you're calling on people, the trust is already there. They're willing to at least hear you out. Even if it's a bad idea, there's, you know, they may, they may come back and say, you know what, Travis, probably not a winner, <laughs> but they're at least open to, to hearing your ideas. So how, how would you, how would you uh, advise someone to go about build, building up that relationship equity?
1: Be a source of knowledge, be a source of information, be a source of, of communication, right? It doesn't matter if it's, uh, um, it doesn't matter if it's a product or an idea or, or a thought or whatever it may be, have an unbiased opinion mm-hmm. and just be an, a listener, right? And and walk through things. You know, do you think this is a good idea? How, how would you do it better if you if you could? Or how would I do it better? Or do you think this product is good for my organ or for, for my farm? Well, do you use something similar? Do you have this, this, and this? Is it check these boxes? What's the cost? What's What's all these things, right? Because everybody's bombarded with so much stuff.
0: All right, man. So t- you know, talk to me a little bit about who uh, like what who have you admired over your career that's really impacted how you show up today?
1: You know, um, I could go down a long list of individuals. I've I've, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate to have worked with um, and worked for, you know, folks that um, that have been international based business people, business starters, business leaders. Um, you know, entrepreneurial, um, just absolute, you know, winners. And, um, you know, so there's a couple of folks that I would say, you know, John Jackson has always been one of my uh, most admired individuals. And I know that name won't ring a bell with anybody, but, you know, you and I right now, but John, John, um, John's in his seventies now, but he, uh, he successfully worked in the Peace Corps for almost, I think, 15 years and then came Mm -hmm. back, started his own business, ran a 7,000 acre farm, and then through his connections because of his Peace Corps um, relationships, he actually started an international consulting business that took him everywhere. I can't remember how many countries he was in, but it's north of 12, 12 to 15, and um, Mm -hmm. I got to experience how to be effective and learned to work with individuals that have uh have different cultures and different mindsets but all in the same they're all trying to do business but you have to be you have to be understanding in the in the speed of which things move so you know he and I worked very closely together over a couple of years and I mm. the experiences that I got through that internship and then job with him were were monumental to how I I focus on today um and then the the other one um his name is uh is, is John Petty John Petty owned a uh, a milling company in Memphis Tennessee since 1964 he recently passed away 2 years ago um but he always told this story and i know it this is going to sound crazy but you know, this was in memphis and during um during the time of the uh, Martin Luther King um uh, junior assassination he he owned a business in some of the in one of the rougher parts of, of Memphis i would be, i would classify but he he cared about his employees so much that he brought them all into work and, and most of them were were african american and mm-hmm. and he but he loved them he they knew that they had a job and they knew that he was a consistent individual this is also the same guy that used to take care of El- elvis presley's horses by the way i'll throw that one in oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and uh, but anyway he uh he brought them all into work at 2 in the morning They had a fence around the facility because it was large machinery. They had to do a lot of uh, just safety protocols. But he literally stood at the gate for, um, I can't remember how long, he said six to eight hours with a shotgun, not letting anybody in and not letting anybody out because he wanted his people to be there because he knew of their stature that they were targets in that specific time within our country's history. So he said, I'm keeping you guys here. I want you to be protected. I want you here because this is this is where we are. And I just I always admired that that story, but also his his just absolute intentionality of of maintaining his people and being a no. I guess a true protector in a lot of areas, too. But this is also the same guy, Mark, that even into his 70s, he was at the office at seven in the morning. And he'd stay till three or four in the afternoon. And it was always a part of the decision making process because he had seen it all and um, always admired his uh, his 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 management skills, his trust within his people. But then also his uh, his intentionality, I mean, for lack of better terms, right, to just be there and be yeah. supportive and, and do the things that
0: uh, um, he knew was right. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story and two great leaders that it sounds like you've had a great opportunity to get to know and had a lot of influence in your life from. So thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, that's, that's very, very cool. Uh, what, uh, what, what books are you reading these days? What uh, what do you recommend people should be downloading?
1: Um, you know, so I, I, I get to read at times, right. Through some of my free time, but I just, I just, uh, I just finished the motive. I know you and I spoke about that in the past. past. Um, so mm-hmm. I finished that here over the weekend and then, um, you know, that's a big deal about being a leader and um, in, in understanding what you're good at um, and, and what you need to delegate to others and how you be intentional about. You know, I, I know that these things need to happen, but I also know that if I'm not putting my full effort towards it, that they're not going to happen in this in the in this in the effectiveness that I want them to be. So or I want yeah. them to, to happen. So I think that's a huge critical book. I think there's um, there's another one as well. It's called the the Confessions of a of, of an Entrepreneur by Mark Mark C. Zwieg. Um, just simple wisdom, simple things about about starting a business and running a business, and how to trust yourself, trust others around you. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of the coolest books out there, I think I've uh, I've ever read. Um, and I'm a sucker for for historical based books. Is the Alchemy of Air? It start it talks about the invention of fertilizer specifically within the ag industry and how we went from um, using back guano from Chile all the way to the Haber Bosch specific piece of equipment that now can make nitrogen from air. And uh, just really cool history about how our world was formed.
0: I, I think that Alchemy of Air sounds really interesting. I have never heard of that. Who writes that one?
1: Uh, let me tell you, hold on. It's in my audible. I, I get so lost into listening to it, Mark, that I yeah. sometimes the author uh give me 3 seconds here and I will tell you it is by Thomas Hager H A G E R
0: Thomas Hager okay we'll have to uh link that up in the show notes and uh, I think that would be a really interesting a really interesting read, especially for a lot of the folks listening into this that deal a lot with fertilizer on a day-to-day basis for sure. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we're kind of coming in here towards, uh, towards our time. So I just want to, you know, you, you are, a, you are a busy man and, uh, you know, so many questions I would want to ask if we had more time, like how do you differentiate a honey brand <laughs> in the market when there's so many different options out there, but you know, what, uh, what do you do to keep your productivity up, Travis? Because you got four kids, you're coaching, you know, kids in, in, in athletics, you're leading a national sales team. You are uh, doing, you've got a couple, three different businesses, a lot of irons in the fire, man. How do you, how do you, how do you maximize productivity? Just keeping
1: prioritization in front of you, right?
0: Like Understanding
1: just back to the orig- one of the original questions we talked about about building a team of intentionality of, of of the culture. Back to you know what I know I have to spend X amount of time here, and sometimes you got to spend more time, right? But there are always things in life like children and and you know my my beautiful wife that I have to take care of as well. And setting the phone down, setting your things down, and and I'm and I'm not a I'm not a true Zen master at this. I fail at this all the time, but there are times where Even specifically during the summer, I'll give you a really good example is we have a big garden as well. And uh, after an hour long Zoom call, I'll just leave my phone inside and I'll go spend 15, 20 minutes in the garden. Just moving things around, doing garden day stuff, right? Just to take my mind off of it and then reset myself and and push forward again. But, um, you know, it's just being available, understanding time management, understanding that, you know, if you're not available at one time, I'll get back to it. I promise, but just being intentional about following up and making sure that you are taking care of all the tasks that are at hand. And then also, you know what, making sure that you can grill a steak every once in a while on the grill too.
0: There you go. I love that. And and thank you for, for admitting to and and encouraging people to just go out and be outside for a minute. You know, our bodies are not well designed to sit on these zoom calls hour after hour after hour. We're just not, we're not made that way. (laughs) <laughs> and, and now we live in a world where that, you know, we don't have the little breaks where we get up and go have the water cooler conversation in many cases, right? We're just not in that type of world anymore. So um, when we live across, uh, when we when we live in a world where we have so much going on all the time uh, and we're just on Zoom after Zoom, you know, we need yeah. a break. We got to step away, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know you can only drink so much coffee and water and you're going to have to walk every once in a while to burn it off. So.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, man. All right. Hey, any last thoughts before we bring it in for a landing? And and where do we find the honey?
1: Yeah. So uh, first thing, you know, Mark, thanks for thanks for doing this. You know, you and I have spoken in the past about just just opening up resources to, to folks and, and opening up opinions. And I think it's extremely important what you're doing. So, uh, thank you from a, from a personal manner and a, a professional manner too, for what you're, uh, what you're trying to accomplish or what you're accomplishing here. So, um, and, uh, you know, as far as the honey side of it, it's, it's FNR as in F Nancy, Romeo, R com, And, uh, we produce all of our honey here in the central Flint Hills, and um, it is a uh, it's a one of a kind. No other but no any nobody else in the in the region produces it because it is 100% free of of synthetic resources or synthetic syrups, synthetic anything. No antibiotics, no nothing. It is 100% pollen and honey. And um, that way, there is uh, all the amino acids, all of the different things that uh, you need from an allergy standpoint, but also from a gut health standpoint. Nothing has been stripped from it but everything is in it. And um, I can tell you what, when you, when you learn when you learn how to keep bees, you understand business because every beehive is a different business. And uh, you can relate everything back down to the bees in the soil.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love it. I'm going to order some because we're big believers in using what nature provides as medicine around here. So we're going we're to we're get some of that. So Travis, thanks for being on, man. It's been a really cool conversation today. Thanks for, thanks for sticking with it. We had some tech glitches as we went through this today, but I think it's going to turn out all right. Thanks for this, man. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. I hope today's episode brought you a great deal of value about what it takes to lead life and lead in this industry with intention. If you want to go deeper on the topic of leading with intention, I encourage you to head on over to intentionaltoolbox.com and get the seven free tools that will help you to lead your life in all areas with a greater deal of intention. That's intentionaltoolbox.com. And finally, if if this message resonated today, if there's something in here that you got value from, I promise you there's someone else in your life who also would get value from this. So please share the episode, share the podcast, and make sure that you subscribe.